Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. I entitled tonight's message, Decree and Establish It. Decree and Establish It. Notice in the book of Job, chapter 22 and verse 28, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Notice that the word declares that what you decree, you decree a thing, and that shall be established. But then also look in the book of Proverbs chapter 18, the verse I know you're familiar with, but we'll read it. Death and life are in the power of the toe. I just want to make sure it's midweek, Wednesday. We've got some snow out there. It got cold and everything. Are you awake? <laughs> it's in the power of the what? The tongue. <laughs> And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amen. Praise God. How many of you have heard, I'm sure you have heard the expression or the saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It was a saying, I looked it up to try to see how far back it goes. And the last that they found record of it written somewhere was 1862, but because it was written then, it probably goes back even before that. But it was a statement that was being used to supposedly encourage people that were being bullied by other kids and spoken about badly about other kids and all that. Just, just look, stick and stone, sticks and stones may break your bones. But see, words, now they, they, they won't hurt you. Can't hurt you with words. And so stand tall and stand strong. But you know what? Nothing can be further from the truth. Nothing. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. The scripture makes it very clear. And it's important for us to know that today many young people are either taking their own lives or killing other people because of social media and because of words. It's happening more and more at this moment in which we live. And I do believe that it has increased due to social media. People become bolder to say things, whether it's Facebook or texting or whatever, that hurts other people. Things that can cause them to become depressed and then give up the will to live. Well, we're going to talk about some things I believe that can help deliver people and set people free. Enabling them to rise up and overcome and change the course of their lives. This teaching to me has been a blessing over the many, many years I've been teaching it. And the thing is, it never changes because God never changes. He is always the same. His truth never changes. It's always the same. If you're thinking that I want to come and learn something new, I'll be honest with you, there's nothing new under the sun. The gospel will always be the same. Hallelujah. And aren't you glad that God is that stable, immovable, unchanging, dependable, and we can rely upon Him 
at all times. Just get the foundational teaching of God's Word in your heart and mouth and praise God. You're set for life. Hallelujah. First of all, we're going to look at what death and life is not in the power of. And number one, it's not in the power of the devil. That deserves a bigger amen than that. <laughs> Jesus came to destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil. Did he or did he not do his job? Amen. Did he not rise above death, hell, and the grave? Did, not, did he not strip him that had the power of death that is the devil of all his power and all his authority? So you know what? It's not in the power of the devil. The devil can't take you out. The devil can't destroy our lives. He can't keep us from the blessings of God. He is powerless. He is toothless trying to bite us or gum us to death. Well, he just can't do that. Number two, it's not in circumstances. It's not in circumstances. Death and life is not in the power of circumstances. Circumstances fluctuate from day to day. The Apostle Paul said it this way. I have learned. It's a learned behavior. Whatever state I am in. That's a condition. To be independent of the circumstances. And then he made a bold decree or declaration. And thou shalt declare a thing and it shall be what? Established. He established this in his life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Tell that to the one who's down and out. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, my joy, my happiness, my success is not found in circumstances. So no matter what circumstance I'm in, I can learn to rise up above it through Christ who is my help. And then thirdly, it's not in our position or the people that we know. If you remember the testimony of Dodie Osteen, when she was diagnosed with metastatic cancer of the liver and given like six weeks to live, she knew a lot of people in high places. She knew a lot of people in the spiritual world all around her where she lived. Her son being a medical doctor, she knew people that understood medicine. And the thing was the Let's say the verdict was handed down to her that it's a death sentence. So they really couldn't help her. So you see, just because man can't help, it doesn't mean there's no help for us. She got to a place she realized, if I'm going to beat this thing, the devil can't take me out. Circumstances can't take me out. And you know what? My future is not based on the people I know or the position that I hold, whether it's a pastor's wife or whatever. I'm not going to be overcome. And she made some declarations and she decreed some things in her life. And that was 1981 and she's still alive today. Hallelujah. And going strong. No, death and life is where? In the power of the tongue. That's where it's at. In John chapter 6 and verse 33, or 663 rather, this is what Jesus said. It is the spirit that quickens, the flesh profits nothing. 
the words I, that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are what? Life is found in words. Words are containers of life. And what he is emphasizing to us then is the need for us to get a hold of the word of God. And take that word in. As the psalmist said, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against you. Life and death is found in words. Look at Proverbs chapter 4 beginning at verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear into my sayings. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life. Words he's speaking of. They are life to those that find them and health to all of their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of what? Life. Getting a hold of the Word of God. Attending to it. Listening to it. Believing in it. Hearing it. Enshrining it within our hearts. He said it produces something. What's that? Life. Life. But it's also true that we can get a hold of the Word of God and declare death and decree death. You can speak to things that are evil and command that they die. So death and life are in the power or is in the power of what? The tongue. And they that love it, they're going to eat the fruit of it. What fruit would you rather eat? That of life or that of death? Hallelujah. Without question, life. But there's something else in Matthew 12 verse 37. Jesus talking about words and he really taught at length about words. For by thy words thou shalt be justified. And by thy words thou shalt be condemned. You talk about the power of words. Death and life. You are condemned to eternal death. You ready? For by the words of your mouth. Or you are committed to eternal life. By the words of your mouth. But what saith it? The words near you, it's in your heart and in your mouth, the word of faith that we preach. If you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth he confesses unto salvation. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Oh, I'm glad that one day I got off the, the course of death by the words of my mouth when I said, Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. Save me by your grace. And I got off that death road. And praise God, he put me on the path to life. Words did that for you and for me. And that's why we're here. We found a new way of living. Not with our toes, but with our tongues. Can you say amen? <laughs> Negative words release death. And they can destroy a person's life, health, finances, marriage, family. And the list goes on and on. And the enemy knows that. That's why from the very beginning he began to inject thoughts that produced, from words that produced a belief system that defied the laws of God. And that's why in the very beginning, that's what Adam and Eve did. Eve being the one that fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. You're not going to die. Did God say that? Oh my goodness. You know, and, and we shouldn't criticize her until we can pick up this book and say, God, did you say this? 
you said this. My body says that. My doctor says that. My financier says this. The economy says that. All the predictions are this. But you know what? It doesn't matter how I feel or what I think or what anybody in the world says. If you said it, oh mighty God, I believe it from my heart. I say it with my mouth. It has to be the way you say it is because you never lie. And you're powerful enough to back up all your words. And so I'm not going to give place to death. No, my confidence is in you. I'm not going to let what's happening in the world bring me to a place of depression. I'm going to trust in you. What the king decrees is what's established is what that says. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. You see that doesn't set right with us because we don't live in that time. When kings had this power and this authority. To be honest with you, you even wonder if our president has power and authority. It's Congress and everybody else involved. And really it should be the people, to be honest with you, that should have the power and authority. But where the word of a king is, we're told there's power. Look in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 8. A decree is a command set forth by authority. That's what it is. Well, the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what doest thou? You know what that means? You wouldn't dare question the word of a king. You would never go into his chambers and say, what are you doing? You lose your life right there. I'm telling you, when the king says something, if you're his servant... If you're under his, in his kingdom, under his reign, if he makes a decree or declares or decrees anything, you better submit to it. Now Daniel didn't. He refused to. And what happened to him? He was thrown into a lion's den. And then also, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't. What happened to them? They were thrown into a burning fire furnace. Why? Because a decree went out. Because a king made a decree. And the king says, even though I don't want to do it to you, Daniel, I have to. My word is absolute. My word is the law. My integrity stands behind it. I have got to do what I said to do. I know that I was hoodwinked into doing it, but Daniel, I have to do it. I can only say, I pray that your God whom you serve is able to deliver you. And thank God he is. And thank God he was. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the orders came to you. We deliver them to you. But now you're going to face the king himself. And look, we're, we're really counseling you to bow down. And just for a moment of time, it's not just for a smidgen of time, go back to worshiping your God afterwards. And they said, no. No. It doesn't matter. We're not doing it. But it's a decree of the king. If you don't, there's death. Doesn't matter. The God we serve can and will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Look who they were speaking to. He got hotter than the furnace. And he threw them in. But praise God, the God you and I serve came through. Delivered them. Set them free. Protected them. Why? Because they exalted the word of the king of kings above the word of a king. Amen. Hallelujah. In those days, a king could be wise and good. Or a king could be mean, selfish inconsiderate, unkind, taking advantage of the people. A king can be evil, 
And there were many evil kings in that day. You take one, King Herod, for example. What a wicked king he was. And you might think that I'm saying that because you know what he did. He had all the children that were two years and under in Bethlehem and in the surrounding area killed with no conscience whatsoever. He put out a decree that they all have to die and they all died except for, of course, the one who escaped. But you know why he was able to do that without any conscience whatsoever? Because he was so evil, it was stated that what he would do, what he actually did, this is what he did. He saw to it because he was sickly that at the time of his death, they put out a decree to see to it that all those that were prominent in, in the region round about would have to be brought to where he was, including children and all these, including relatives, we're talking even wives, etc., his own children, and said, on the day I die, kill them all so that there's the great, a great mourning like you've never seen before around my dead body. How unthinkable. Can you imagine that? That's how evil this king was. And so you see, you're at the mercy of the king. And if the king said to do something, you better do it or you die. Now can you see why Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, how much more we appreciate their conviction of faith to boldly in the face of death itself say no. My God can deliver me, will deliver me. And their God did deliver them. Oh, my brother and my sister, let's bring that into our lives today. There are many circumstances. There are many situations. There's all kind of things that are out there coming against us in the world today. God does not want us to be overcome with fear by what's taking place in the world. God wants us to rise up and start declaring and decreeing some things that we should know. For example, here's our example. Jesus is the one who taught us uh, how to decree a thing. And he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And when he decrees a thing, you better believe it will be established. As a matter of fact, he spoke to the wind and the sea. And guess what the wind and the sea did? Obeyed him. In other words, they have ears. He spoke also uh, to the blind, the deaf, and the dumb. And what happened to the blind, and the deaf, and the dumb? The blind saw, the deaf heard, and the dumb spoke. And they were delivered, set free, and made whole. See, he took decreeing a thing to the next level. Speaking to the wind, the waves, and the sea. Speaking to a tree and the tree obeyed him and died. That's what I mean when the Bible teaches you can speak death. In a positive way you can speak death. When you're speaking to a cancerous tumor and you want it to die by the root. That's a positive thing. But you see, God wants us to recognize the fact that we have this power, we have this authority, not on our own, but it was declared and decreed ours by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He spoke to the lame and the lame walked. He spoke to a fever and rebuked it vehemently and it fled from before his presence. 
He spoke to demons and they trembled and came out and left. He spoke to death itself and life emerged. Hallelujah. Thou shalt declare a thing or decree a thing and it shall be established. See, Jesus understood these laws of faith. And he demonstrated them like no man ever did when he walked upon the earth. Oh, praise God. Jesus taught us, look at Mark eleven twenty three, 23, that we too can decree a thing and it shall be established. You're not going to get through life or go through life without facing obstacles. We all will. But Jesus, after cursing that fig tree and telling it to dry up by the root and no man eat fruit here, hereafter, hereafter forever, he said, for verily I say to you that if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say will come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say. What a principle, what a law, this law of faith. You will declare it, you will decree it, you will proclaim it, and it will happen. And he used a mountain, an impossibility. But he's talking about a circumstance, a situation, a sickness or a disease. He's talking about things that are obstacles that try to prevent us from being victorious in this life. You shall declare and decree a thing and it shall be established in your life. The point being, what do you want established in your life? Life or death? Good or evil? Blessing or cursing? Justification or condemnation? God wants us to pour over His Word. He wants us to meditate it by day and night. So that we're like trees planted by the rivers of water, proclaiming boldly the truth of God's Word, bearing fruit daily. Why? Because of our decrees. Hallelujah. Because of the words that we speak that are in, full of power. Now, in John chapter 14, notice what Jesus taught before He left. In verse 12, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Notice he's talking about works that believers uh, in him will do. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. The word ask there, in the Greek, is a word that can mean... It can mean ask, it can mean call for, it can mean request, or it can mean demand. Demand. And in context, you have to conclude he was not talking about asking the Father because in John 16 he said to ask the Father things in his name and he'll do it. He'll do it. The Father will do it. But here he's saying, this is how you do the works that I did. You demand anything in my name and I will do it. You're not demanding it of God. You're demanding it of devils. You're demanding it of disease. You're demanding it of demons. You're demanding it of circumstances. Anything that stands between us and victory that is not of life, we have a right to declare and decree a thing so it can be established in our lives. In other words, we're calling it taking a bold stand of opposition against what's coming against us. 
Oh, my brother and sister, you can look all around the world today and you can see uh, all of the things that are coming against us even in our nation. You can see how we're being challenged on every front. We've gone from a body of Christ that stood for truth and righteousness and declared it boldly, unashamedly to a church that kind of sits back and just watches things happen. We're no longer in the, the mode of spiritual warfare and taking our authority and saying this is what it's all about. Dispelling the darkness, the violent taking it by force. But sitting back and letting a woman take prayer out of school. Sitting back. We heard on the news today. This atheist has a petition right now to see to it that in God we trust is removed from our monetary system because it's unconstitutional. We have no right to put it there. We have to look at that and we're atheists and we don't believe it. True. So do we just sit back? Or do we proclaim a voice? Oh, we've been declaring it. It will not be removed from our monetary system. It will not be removed from our pledge of allegiance. In other words, we've got to take a stand and firmly resist the forces of evil that so boldly want to step in and try to get their logic, their human reasoning, etc., and to infiltrate the minds of our politicians to make these changes that are absolutely ridiculous. This minor group, so few, have a loud voice that wants to be heard. It's time that we shout them out and proclaim defeat on their behalf and not sit back and just let it happen. And you take it into the spiritual realm where you need to, where I need to. So here he's saying you have to demand what you demand in my name. In other words, what you decree in my name, that will I do. And you can see Peter doing it when he said, Anus Jesus Christ make it thee whole. You can see Jesus, Peter doing it in, in Acts chapter 3 when he took the man by the right hand and said, Stand up right on thy feet. He gave a command or a demand. And you can see this happening throughout all the Bible. Jesus himself in all the Gospels basically never prayed for anybody to be healed. He gave commands. The Roman centurion, a man of authority, understood authority. And he just said, you don't have to come out of my roof. You speak the word. You declare it. You decree it. And it shall be done. And his servant was healed. And Jesus marveled at the faith of this individual that would declare such a thing so boldly. Beloved, it's not going to happen just because we want it to happen. It's going to happen, not because God is sovereign. This idea that God is sovereign can do anything. If God really had the green light to do everything that he wants to do in every human life on this planet, everybody would be saved in a second. There would never be another murder. There would never be another rape. There would never be another birth defect. There would never be another miscarriage. There would never be any evil manifestation on planet earth. If God who is sovereign had his sovereign way. But because of the fall of man. Because of the rebellion of man. Because he opened up the door to the devil. God had to leave the throne to come down here and make it right. 
He went back to heaven to empower us to make it right and continue what he was doing. And how do you fight the good fight of faith? With words, by making declarations and decrees and speaking to it, including inanimate objects. Mountain, be removed. Tree, be uprooted. Plan to the sea. God wants us to get fired up once again anew and be revived and returned to. This is the life of faith. Make decrees and declarations based upon the word of the living God. And let me say something before I go over a few things. Here has been the problem. You remember the story in the book of Acts, I believe it's chapter 19, when the seven sons of Sceva, they tried to cast out a devil in the name of Jesus whom Paul preacheth. How many of you know you can't go on borrowed belief? You just can't go on borrowed belief. You know what happened. Paul I know. Jesus I know. But who in the world are you? And that one demon inside that man. Jumped on those seven guys. Stripped them naked. They went running out of the house. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. You can't borrow Paul's faith. You can't borrow Jesus' name. You have no authority to use it. And what I'm saying is this. The thing that really has discouraged people from walking in a full understanding of this revelation. Really there are many factors. But they're trying to get it by the wayside. They're trying to borrow it from other people. I heard brother so and so say. I heard this one say. And, and so on. It doesn't work that way. It works by picking up the book or taking home some notes and opening up your Bible and reading it for yourself and it says Jesus said make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree evil and corrupt and, the, and its fruit evil corrupt oh you how can you being evil speak good things an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth evil things a good man out of the tre good treasures of the deposits of his heart brings forth good things he talked about the power of our decree or our declaration of our words hallelujah and you see you read it for yourself and you see it and the reason why you got to get it for yourself is because you're going to have a whirlwind of opposition coming against you like you cannot believe to try to tell you from every direction that stuff doesn't work that's nothing but a bunch of heresy you can't do that you just can't believe because you say something Beloved, Jesus said you will have whatever you say if you believe from your heart that what you say with your mouth and if what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth is based upon what God hath said. If God said I can, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. I can boldly say the Lord's my helper. I can boldly say the Lord is my helper. The Lord's my defender. The Lord is my rising up, my coming down, my going in and coming up. He is my everything, my all in all. He's my savior, healer, financier, baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire, my alpha, omega, my beginning and end he defends me he fights for me he is a man of war hallelujah and praise God he fights for me because you saw that it's like David standing before Goliath who made a big bold decree how he would take out David in a heartbeat and when David got done he said you done now listen to this 
You come at me with your sword, your spear. You come at me with your big shield and your bodyguards. But be it known, Goliath, I come at you in the name of the Lord of hosts, whom this day will deliver you into my hands. And you're going down. That's a decree. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. You want to see some things that were decreed? Look in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. Elisha decreed that a barren woman would have a child. He didn't pray for it. He decreed it. And he said about this season according to the time of life thou shalt embrace a son. And she said nay my lord thou man of God do not lie unto thine handmaid. Well she certainly wasn't believing was she? And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season at, that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. He just looked at her and just said, by this time next year, you're going to have a child. A bold declaration. But you see, the thing is, when you know your God, they that are strong and know their God, they'll do exploits. When you speak God's word out like that, I'm not saying you're not doing it in con conjunction with the Holy Spirit or the Word. You know what the Word says and you're prompted by the Spirit. But you declare it, you decree it, and what happens? God will back it up. That's what it means when He says He'll watch over His Word and make it good. If you've got to stand in His presence praying tongues for a while because you're facing a difficult situation, wait till you hear a thus saith the Lord. If you don't hear it, thus saith the Lord, pick up your Bible and make sure you cover every scripture. Let's say, take, find every scripture that covers your need, put it in your heart and put it in your mouth and say, God, this is what you said. Declare and decree. I'm making my declaration of faith. That's what I believe. Nothing can stop it. Nothing. Nothing can change it. Then look in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. This is Elijah. Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain three these years, but according to my word. What a bold declaration. What a bold declaration. So when the devil says, I'm taking you out, you stand there right in face of all that negativism and doubt and unbelief, and you just say, devil, you don't got the power to take me out. You've been stripped of the power of death. And I serve the giver of life. So I declare and I decree I will not die but live and declare the works of the living God. Hallelujah. I declare it. I decree it. I wrote down some things to inspire us. What we decree will be established in our lives. And even as a body of believers, what we decree will be established. Number one. I declare and decree that lives will be changed at this altar throughout this year. I declare and decree that this is a holy place because of our presence and the presence of the living God who is here among us. We're not here just to socialize. We can do that after the service is over. But we are here to give place to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords so He can manifest His glory and power among us and con conduct business for the kingdom. Number two, I declare, I decree that habits will be broken right here around this altar. Hallelujah. And those that are bound 
will be delivered and they will be set free because the power of the Most High will be on display and in manifestation. Number three, I declare and I decree that souls will be saved right here in this facility. And I mean this whole thing is an altar. You might lead somebody to Jesus right in your pew. They don't have to come to the altar. Praise God. You could get them right there in the pew. But we declare and decree that it will take place. And it will increase, praise God, among us. As the lost are coming in from every direction around about. Number four. We declare, I declare, and decree that healings and miracles will be wrought, will be done among us in this place. And we're talking about miracles, praise God, that restores life. If need be, creative miracles. We serve a creative God, a God of all creative power. Hallelujah. That's why we gather together to put Him on display, that He might show Himself strong and make His ways known. And then, next, we declare and decree that broken hearts will be mended. As you walk through life, it's easy for us to be hurt and broken hearted. It happens all the time. Young people, in particular, broken hearted, let down, etc. We want them to know there's a healer of the broken heart. He heals the broken heart. He binds up their every wound. You know, this Sunday we got a lot of things going on. But one thing I want to bring out, and I've asked them to bring the youth in our, in our services. So if you've got a young person, bring them. We're going to talk about climbing the mountaintop and overcoming compromise. And not compromising. And how we can be like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel. And overcome compromise and gain all the things that God has for us. We can rise up above it if we don't give in and compromise our faith principles. Bring your broken heart. We've got a God. Hallelujah. Who heals the broken heart. And binds up every wound. And then next. Also families will be restored. Declare and decree it. Is your family under siege? If it is. Start making a bold declaration of faith. You can't have my family. Devil you can't have my children. You will not destroy their lives. You will not usher them into an eternity called the lake of fire. In the name above every name of Jesus, I bind your power. I take authority over you, your forces of evil, all your cohorts of darkness. And I boldly declare and decree. Well, where the word of a king is, and do you know what? He's the king of kings and lord of lords. He made us kings and priests before our God. And where the king, word of a king is, there's what? View yourself as a king. View yourself. You, you're a female. Okay, so you're a queen. You're a queen bee. View yourself as one with authority. And start making bold declarations based on the truth of God's word. This is what we all need to do. And not cower in fear because of what's going on. Not hide in some cavern or cave somewhere because we think things are falling apart. Beloved, God is bigger than what we're facing in the world today. He's bigger and greater. Next, we believe around this altar, lifestyles are changed. Lifestyles are changed. There will be a display of God's awesome power that will turn 
people's lives around. And they will walk in the life provided by the blood covenant. We also believe next that the anointing increases. I declare and decree that on every facet of this ministry throughout this year, there will be an increase of the anointing of Almighty God. We've been declaring it. We've been decreeing it. And I know you saw it evidenced on Sunday morning during our worship, during our worship time. As, oh, the anointing of God just began to flow like a mighty river. We've been seeing these things. It's going to increase, hallelujah, by degree and measure. And when we all bind our hearts together as one and start proclaiming and declaring and minding the same things, saying the same things, there's no power of darkness that can stop it from happening. And so praise God. Let's take it to the next level. And then also, we declare and decree that spiritual gifts are in operation and will manifest among us. And we don't stop there. There's so much more that we can declare and decree. You know your situation. You know your family. You know what you're going through. It's time to start declaring to mountains of adversity. You cannot stay. You know what? Here's something we need to know. The enemy has a game plan. We know that. He wants to take us out. We know that. He does not want us to succeed in this life. We know that. He's not going down without a fight. We know that. He's going to do everything he can. Muster up all his energies. He's going to target those that know who they are in Christ. And try to bring them down. He's trying to destroy churches like ours. By letting people out there think that we're nothing but a bunch of heretics here. Because we're talking about how you can speak some things into existence. To deceive people to make them think that that's not really the truth. That's just heresy. And yet the Son of God said, speak to your mountain and it will go. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. The tongue is a small member, but oh, it boasts great things. It controls your life. It controls your whole body. Just like the bit in the horse's mouth or the rudder on a ship. It may be small and the situation is huge. But the tongue can get you through 100% of the time. If on it you've got the word of God coming from your heart. Hallelujah. Through your lips. We know the enemy is going to put up a fight. But God wants all of us to see to it. That we don't just study his word to say I know what it says. We're not studying it to find out Jewish history. Culture. To learn about all the different things that they did. This is the sword of the Spirit. It is the Word of God. It is the power of God. The gospel unto salvation, deliverance, healing, preservation, wholeness, victory. Found right here in these words. And as the psalmist said, I'm hiding your word in my heart. Hallelujah. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O oh God, my Savior, my Redeemer. The word of faith is near you in your heart, in your mouth. The same spirit of faith we all have. You believe, therefore speak. I believe, therefore I speak. Declare it. Decree it. Say it. You're a king. Establish it in your life. Establish it in your family. Establish it. In your finances, establish it in your health. Establish it in every area and arena of life. And praise God, let God be glorified. Let's establish it 
in our nation, locally, globally, let's establish the will of God being done on earth as it is in heaven. He gave us the commission to do it. And beloved, let's do it. Let's go for it. Amen? We've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So let's do it. Let's all stand together before the Lord. Hi, Pastor Bill here. I want to thank you for joining us today. On behalf of my wife, Krista, and Krista Selby Church, I want you to know that we're here to serve you and your family. Whether you have young children or kids in elementary school, if you're a teenager or a young adult, we have a passion to provide a safe and comfortable environment where you can grow in God and build a solid foundation of His love for you. And with that foundation, we encourage you to take the gospel of Jesus Christ with you wherever you go. It is our heart at Christian Assembly to be an outreach, to be the hand of God toward Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. We want to join as the body of Christ to make one last trumpet call before the final trumpet sound, and through a life of worship, bring in a harvest of people. With whatever gifts God has given you, we want you to be free to share those gifts and talents. Life is most fulfilled when we share God's love with others. And in all that we do, we want to demonstrate the power of the name of Jesus to the world through a ministry of excellence to God first and then also to you. So whatever the situation, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I want you to know that we love you and God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And that plan begins by making Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life. And if you've never made that decision yet, I'd like to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. And if you will, Jesus will become your Savior and your Lord. Just repeat after me this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I now accept you and receive you as my personal Savior and Lord. Heavenly Father, I have called on the name of Jesus I'm now your child, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.